Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now you might be wondering why I'm sitting in the driver's seat and that's because Dom isn't here today. He's away for a family commitment. However, you are in good hands and we are with a very, very special guest. Um, perhaps one of the most experienced developers in the market, somebody who's seen ups and downs and no doubt today we'll be asking him about where he sees the market today. But more importantly, where things are going. And with that, Ramon, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, let's jump straight into it. Um, before we get into um, who you are and, and your background and what you're working on, what on earth is happening on the ground and how do you see this market? The market, um, out Western Sydney way, it's starting to get a bit of momentum off the back of what's happening in the city, in city and out east. Um, but we're starting to see sales picking up again. Uh, we're seeing it more so, um, not as much off the plan, but for um, development sites that are coming out of the ground and people can see activity. Um, this is what's given them confidence to come back in and um, yeah, start, start investing again. Let me ask you, why, why are people, buyers at this point of the market, opting for something that they can see? Um, what do you think it is? Do you think it's... it's people that are unsure or people that have been maybe hurt or have heard things that are incorrect or are we seeing a shift to what you say see maybe in the United States or or in, or in the UK where people prefer to buy once it's out of the ground yeah I think it's a combination of everything um, just the security that they see the building is getting built um, also you're talking about someone who's going to put a 10 percent deposit down which is could be anywhere from fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, and that that's people's life savings. So they want to see that their money is safe; it's going in the right place. Um, yeah, so that, that, I think that's the main main issue. And people have been burnt before in putting deposits down and um, losing them, or the development not um, taken off. So while they can get their deposits back, there's always that legal fight that goes a long way to trying to get it back. So you end up spending more money trying to get the deposit back in legal fees and whatnot. So I think it's more about just. Yeah, that, that sense of security that development is going to be seen through. Now, which part of the market do you think is um, the most attractive at the moment? If you're an investor, uh, if you're someone that maybe owns a home or, or two investment properties and you're going out and buying another one, where do you see value? Um, well, I'm Western Sydney, so I've got to say Parramatta. Yep. Um, j- just the growth of Parramatta. Um, you see what's happening in the east and suburbs now and, I mean, those – not a lot of people can afford that kind of market. Um, so going back to the western suburbs, uh, Parramatta, um, but even a bit further out, which not further out, but 10 minutes away, we're talking Marylands. Um, we've got a development there, um, and I see that as one of the one of the greatest growths in, in western Sydney is Marylands. The reason being it's everyone's talking about Parramatta at the moment, The new all the new jobs created there by the government. Um, but then people still can't afford Parramatta. You're still talking seven to eight hundred thousand dollars, which is still a quite a bit of money. Um, so then people are looking at where's the closest suburbs to that. Um, and then Marylands is coming in five minutes away from Parramatta, one station away, and you're talking six hundred, six hundred twenty thousand dollars in apartments. So you're basically living in Parramatta, five minutes away, but at an affordable rate. So anyone looking for an investment property, I would say if you can't, if Parramatta is just a bit out of your budget look at Marylands or surrounding suburbs which are closer to that uh, where you got your Granville's and um, Granville, Auburn, that kind of area which is still in range of Parramatta. I grew up in Fairfield 
Yeah, um, I was going to say Fairfield, <laughs> but I was thinking that's even going a bit further. But no, no, Fairfield is one that got... And I remember, um, you know, growing up in Fairfield during the 90s, it wasn't the prettiest place um, to be. There were a lot of issues around southwest Sydney and Cabramatta in particular earned a pretty, pretty bad stigma. And my friends and I used to joke that Fairfield was getting a skyline. And today you see suburbs like Marylands, um, Parramatta and, and Auburn and Granville. Granville's got a massive skyline now. What's happened in Western Sydney, for those people that haven't ventured into Western Sydney, you're missing out, by the way. Not only yep. do you have great food, <laughs> but you've got great entertainment. It's a great place to be. What, what has been the game changer behind people like you and your family and your business investing into the future of these pockets? We believed in it. I mean, for 50 years ago when my grandfather came out and started developing and building out here, he saw Western Sydney as a growth and he instilled it into us that this is going to be um, the new centre of growth. And But since then, I mean, over 15, 20 years ago, obviously the Olympics kicked it off and put Sydney on the map through um, and the home bush was redone. Um, which put it on the world on the world stage, but then um, since then, government has just been spending more and more money in whether it be through infrastructure or um, creating more jobs in office buildings, like you see in Parramatta Square at the moment. So we believe the government has been a big um, big push behind that all. Uh, and yeah, I think just through there, gradually, it's really just grown uh, step by step. Now you're seeing a lot like the big, all the big players who would never have come out west. They're all in there. So you've got your big developers who have come out there um, and they're looking for more and more. So in terms of what has triggered it the most, I think it's just the the growth point as well the, and the affordability is another thing. So while a lot of people want to live out east and out in the city, some people, again, can't afford that. So Parramatta has given them uh, the growth opportunity for a lot of people to come out. I want to touch on um, your family history and you noted your grandfather and the vision he had. And I think vision is really, really important as an investor, regardless of what type of real estate that you're investing in. But just before we go that, you talk about the big boys coming out west now. Um, Explain to somebody that doesn't know real estate development or doesn't know the difference between a certain type of developer, what type of developers are coming out and, and how competitive it's becoming because everybody assumes that a developer's just got, you know, endless pockets and, yeah. and, and they're these guys that are, like, really loaded, driving around in nice cars, but there's a lot of competition with that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give plugs to other developers on, on this show, but, I mean, the notables are, you know, you've got your Lend Leases, your Mervacs, your Meritons, they're all, they're all looking for land in Parramatta and luckily we have been in Parramatta for 50 years. So we were lucky to acquire enough of the land. And yeah, I mean, to today, we've got those big guys are knocking on our door saying, can we buy our sites? Can we buy your sites? But we've developed them. We've seen them through. Um, yeah, so it's not about, like you said, they're not just all coming in, oh, Parramatta's the new hot, hot, hot topic, hot suburb, we want to get involved. It's, it's still knowing about the area. It's still like, you can't just come in and say, yeah, I'm going to make money here because everyone's coming in there. It's about knowing, getting getting to know the council, what they want in the area. It's not about just going in saying, I want a thousand units on this site. It's, you've got to fit into what the councils want, what the councils are buying into. Yes, Parramatta's now no height limit, go for whatever, but there are things that come with that. You know, you've got to be dedicating back to council. You've got to, you can't just be a cowboy here today, gone tomorrow. And that, that's another thing, thing council always say. So, and you'll see now that the developments in Parramatta are ones that are sticking there and looking, looking for more and more opportunities. 
Tell us about your family. Um, I know, and, and a lot of my colleagues know, but for those that are listening that don't know the family and the background behind the brand, um, just a little bit of context and, and sort of what you, kind of projects you guys have worked on over the years. Yeah, so under the Ellison umbrella, which my brother and I started only November last year, so that's relatively new, but our history has been in construction and development. So from my not only my grandfather who came out here in 1967, he set up the company here, but prior to that, his father, his grandfather back in Lebanon, they were building churches and schools and roads. So you're talking over 200 years worth of uh, experience and um, in the construction industry. And that's just been, it, I think it literally is in our blood. People say it's in your blood, but I think it literally is. Mm. There's got to be some kind of <laughs> construction because it just keeps going through. The, uh, coming through. And yeah, I mean, it, it's just now my brother-in-laws are involved and, in future, I'm pretty sure their kids will be involved. Not pushed, we and that's another thing. We were never pushed into the. You have to do construction. It was just we grew up in it, and we saw it. I mean, like family barbecues, family lunches. Like without trying to get involved, you just you just got involved. They're just hearing about it in the background. So that's that's how the whole that's how we all got involved in it. Um, and now what we're doing, yeah. We, I mean, we started the first block of units. My grandfather did was a block of six units in Auburn. Um, in 1969, um, and now and then from there, we're just gradually grown, build and build. And now me and my brother have um, um, started off our own brand. Um, but again, without my dad leading the way and uh, nurturing us and um, giving us the experience and knowledge, there's no way we'd be where we are now. So, but now we're get, we're developing um, more more precincts is what we like to call them, more um, areas that people are we're trying to re not redefine, but just give it, give those areas a new, a new uh, face. So we've got like a big development up in Leppington. We've got quite a bit in Schofield, and we're creating town centres. Like this Schofield's one is four thousand apartments and about twenty thousand square metres of retail. Uh, we've got one up in Park Lee, um, which is circa five thousand apartments. So these are not going to be all built tomorrow. They're, these are 10, year, 10, 20 year plans, and it's a, another shelf that we believe in Western Sydney. We're buying bigger development sites but we can see the growth and the, the infrastructure that's being built in Western Sydney um, that's going to continue to grow. And also another thing, we like to buy around train stations, um, schools, universities, hospitals. This just gives that extra extra strength to show that while we're doing larger developments, like everything around it is actually fitting in. Yeah, it's really interesting because um, how, many, how many apartments do you think that you've been involved with or the, that – um, as a family, you've delivered since those first six and... Or was it 1959? 1969 was 1969. the first one my grandfather did when he came out here. How much we've been involved in? Um, what would from, you say? From that day? Yeah, like 19? if you were to estimate. Uh, that's a good question. I've actually sat down and thought about it. Uh, we've always got under construction, always about 1,500 under construction. Um, but being involved in from my family from day one to now... You'd have to say over, I'd probably say over thirty thousand apartments. I sort of know that answer, yeah. but the reason why I asked <laughs> oh, you, you okay, is, is is I want I want a couple of things. Yeah. One for people uh, to understand that you can start small. Oh yeah, you have to start. You can't. Start you big. can't you start. Can't start big. That's yeah. right. But if you do start small and you do think big and you are strategic yeah. and you are consistent, yeah. you can grow and you can become. You know, it might take you 50, 60 years like it has for yep. your family. Yep. But everything's possible. 
100%. particularly yeah. if you have. Uh, and, and, and on that, one of the things I like asking people with, with a track record and history is what are some of the lessons that you can share with investors out there that look to you, look to your family and your brother and your legacy and want to themselves become good investors? What are some key takeouts that you can share? It's, it's be, be careful. Like don't jump into the market because, oh, look, you pick up the newspaper or you read news.com, market's booming, auctions are selling half a million dollars over reserve. Don't get FOMO. Don't think, oh, you know, I've got to miss out. I've got to, I've got to buy something now before it crashes or before it goes up another 20%. Just take your time. Don't overcommit. Just, it's a, like you said, yeah, 30,000 apartments, so that's 50, 60 years of, of um, experience and work. So... The big thing is timing. Speak to speak to professionals around you, like yourselves. Speak yep. to wealthy. Speak to speak to the developer. Speak to real estate agents. Get local knowledge. If it takes you a year to get the right answer, say yes. And don't be persuaded by someone in your ear saying, "Oh no, it's going to crash." I mean, we've got people in my own office who, at the end of last year, were talking about, "Oh, I've got to sell. I've got to buy." I'm like, just, just take your time. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, that's a person work for a developer yeah. who's listening to the news. They're like, we're telling you not to buy. We're telling you not to sell. So. Um, yeah, again, it'd be just take your time. Don't rush. Um, there's always going to be ups and downs in the market. So even if you do buy and you see it slowly going down, property's a long-term game. It's not, it's not yep. like the stock market. You've got you've to be in it for the long run. And that, 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 that'd probably be the key thing I would say is find what suits you, what's your budget, get professional advice, and hold it for the long term. One of the things I, I like about you guys is you, you build a community and you build a, a mastermind group and you tend to gravitate around people that are also successful and have also done well and are also ambitious. What are the elements of success that you see through your history and through your family that what are the people that get it right do so well? So what's sort of the, the, the thing, if I can take out one thing that I need to do to be set on that path. I know that I shouldn't rush and I know I shouldn't be forced into the fear of missing out, but what are some of the quality traits that make great investors? Uh, quality traits that make investors, it's, again, patience. I know I keep repeating it, but it's patience. It's its not being afraid to not to, to take risk as well. I mean, you're going to take risk in life. I mean, tell me one successful person who hasn't failed at one stage in yeah. their life. I mean... Everyone's done it. People have gone close to bankruptcy and they've come back and, and um, turned around. So it's take risks. That's one trait that people will see. They'll back themselves, you know. They'll, with, with doing all their knowledge, you're not just going to open the door today and say, yeah, I'll just do this. Like they are researching. They are looking at ways to, um, ways to get better. So, and that's, that is probably another thing, ways to get better. Continue learning. That's another thing, a big, big thing I like to always tell people. Continue to learn. Don't think, okay, I've made it. Now, that's mm. it. I'm going to rest on my morals. Just always looking to learn. Always look to get better. Um, and I think that is, that's one of the main traits that you see of successful people. They're never content with just being at the top. They always want to be, get better and get better. I mean, and I always go back to sport and a few people I always talk to, I always just mention LeBron James. I mean, gets better and better every year. I mean, yeah. he's done everything in the game and he just continues, continues every year, wants to get better and better. So, yes, it's sport, but at the same time, you can look at that as a, as a, um, what a uh, trait of a quality person. They always want to get better. What did I do wrong last year? How do I get better? Um, another thing is, yeah, another thing I put on my wallpaper is um, don't be afraid of failure. To be afraid of being in the exact same position next year as you are today. That's a good one, man. Yeah. That's, so, uh, that's, that's what, that's what um, terrifies you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just want to grow. You want to grow. I mean, there's nothing wrong with 
not growing as fast as other people want to do, but you know, you want to get better. You want to, you want to, you want to opportunity to do more. Let's talk a little bit. Let's let's take ambition, right? And let's take that point. And you guys are very ambitious, and you're working on a lot of projects. Um, let's run through some of the stuff that you guys are doing in Sydney, and sort of, um, you know, what's closest to your heart. So I know it's hard uh, for you to pick one project. It's probably like picking a child that you love the most. You love them all. <laughs> But um, let's run through um, some of the things that people might be driving past and can see and say that's one of your projects. Uh, one that's under construction now would be one in Park Street, in Parramatta. Yep. So that's the one that we've labelled as my brother and I's first one under the Ellison umbrella. So that will always have a bit of sentimental value. And at the moment, we're looking at doing it as the build to rent. So it's up to about level 12 now, 23-storey uh, tower with ground floor retail, and it's in Parramatta, which is our which is our backyard. So that's one we'll always drive past and as it continues to... That, that's yeah. interesting because it's a build to rent, which means that you're so confident in it that you want to keep all of them yep. and rent them out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a yep. sign that you believe in Parramatta, right? And that's a sign of the market too. I mean, people in Western Sydney, uh, yes, they're looking to buy, but there's also that um, uh, build to rent model, which everyone is now talking about. It's another flavour of flavour of the month is build to rent. So we've looked into that. Um, yeah, we bought that site a long time ago, got the rezoning, got the uplift approved from six storeys to 23. Um, yeah, and then we've just, we've believed in the in the Parramatta market and we know the Parramatta market. That's where we've been um, all our life. So we know this will be a good, good build to rent model. Um, what about um, outside of Parramatta? Are you guys working on anything in other parts of Sydney? Yeah, now we're starting to branch off a bit. It's good to, it's good to show the range that we have. Uh, we were known as just the Western Sydney developer. So we're close to finishing one in uh, Rosebury oh, yeah. uh, on Mentmore Avenue called the Laneways. So that's currently selling well. I mean, we're averaging uh, 1, 1 1.1, 1.2 for a two-better there, up to three-better is about 1.4 million. So the market is still there. And sales are picked up now because we're about a month or two out of construction, which is what I was saying before. Now, completed stock is is selling well. Um, so we're going, we're there now. Uh, we've got one in Croydon Park, which is um, not exactly Western Sydney, but it's still a bit further out from the Parramatta Heartland. Um, and that's another 180 units. So it's just been rezoned by the state government. So we're going to start working on the DA there. Uh, and yeah, we'll continue to look at more and more outside of West. What sort of buyers are you seeing in the market? I know there's a big misconception out there by people that don't know the market well and they think that it's you know certain nationalities, certain types of profiles, certain races. But when you're, when you're developing so much across such a cross-section and at different price, price points, who are you seeing coming into the market that, that may have been quiet over the past 10 years and who are you seeing coming out of the market? The first home, the first home buyers and downsizers. Okay, that's what we're seeing coming now. Our Rosebury project is a lot of downsizers, um, either retired couples or just recently married couples with a one 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 child looking at getting into that um, eastern suburb city market. That's been the big uh, Rosebury. There's been very little investors in Rosebury. The investors are still looking for growth areas, so like the Marylands, uh, close to a station where they just see it as a rental investment opportunity. So there's still a mix. I mean, I mean, five, six years ago, it was probably 90% investors and 10% first homeowners or, um, or downsizers. But that has really switched now. It's still dominated by, well, in our market anyway, in the Western Sydney market, it's still dominated by um, investors. Yep. But I'd probably say it's come down to probably about 60 to 70%. And the first homeowners and downsizers too. What is, when I think downsizers, I think my parents. 
but yeah. I think my parents are very different maybe to the general market. Yeah. What, what are you seeing that downsizers want um, specifically? What's a deal breaker for a downsizer? Um, more the 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 the, what are the, the retail um, oh, yeah. uh, there the amenities of the building um, less maintenance yeah that's what they're downsizing is one of the main reasons for so just the amenity and that comes into us designing the retail ground floor right gotcha. back in the day we used to just put the shops and get the units and we'll worry about leasing later now. Because there's so much oppo- uh, so much um, competition out there in apartments, yeah, gotcha. you need to get that retail mix right too. So you got to have your childcare, your medical centres, your necessities, and then fit in well with the other. So someone that we're doing now in Parramatta, we're making it kind of like an each street uh, destinational, oh, yeah. destinational one. That's South Quarter and Parramatta. Um, so getting that mix right is what people are looking for. And now with COVID, obviously the the um, the study areas have to be ch- have to be com- have to be different. So. Making it more of a community vibe, making it more, making it more um, friendly user for for the, for the buyers. Awesome. I'm going to ask you a couple of um, questions before we wrap up. Um, they're going to be a little bit different, but we're going to draw upon your Western Sydney knowledge. Uh, favorite place to eat in Western Sydney? Best food in Western Ooh. Sydney, or your favorite? My favorite. Um, Everyone goes Eljana, the chicken place yeah. in Granville. It's um, become very. Um, yeah. I think I was leaving the office now, and the boys are like, "You want to go Eljana?" I said, "No, oh, I can't. I got a got a, got a <laughs> podcast." Um, that's got to be it. There's a new one. There's a new Lebanese restaurant that opened up in Parramatta called Beatty, which is pretty good. Nice. nice. It's a bit of a twist on the traditional Lebanese food, so that's a good one. Um, I'd say they'd be the, yeah. Eljana is always hard to go past. I mean, you people can't. come from all over Sydney for that. Chicken. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's so hard getting a yeah. parking spot, but if yeah. you haven't, haven't <laughs> yeah. been to Granville, make sure you yeah. make the pilgrimage. Yeah. And um, final question, mate. Um, Parramatta um, this year, how do you rate their chances in the footy? The Eels? Uh, oh, at half time, like, um, for Saturday night, I was like, oh, here we go again. They <laughs> <laughs> came seasons. back though. It was such a good. Um, it was such an opposite. I always expect Parramatta to be up sixteen 0 then lose. Um, yeah, they they look they look good. I mean, it's to struggle against Brisbane is a bit of a worrying sign. But I think this week against Melbourne that'll really tell them. That'll tell everyone where they're at. So they'll make the eight. Are they ready for a premiership? Uh, I've waited thirty five years. <laughs> I think after wait another year at least. So. I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm a bulldog supporter, so oh, okay. um, I can't talk much. But um, he's hoping this year, mate. Thank you very All much. Right. How do people find out about the work that you guys are doing, the projects that you're involved yep. in? Uh, yeah, jump on to ellisonproperty.com.au. You can find us on social media, uh, so Instagram, LinkedIn, or connect at ellisonproperty.com.au if you've got any questions or looking for employment opportunities. We're currently looking for more and more staff to join our team. Um, so, yeah, just uh, shoot us an email or, or reach out either of those ways. Good on you. Well, thank you very much. Um, it's great to, to see um, developers um, coming and engaging with the market and being so upfront. Um, we literally sat down here today and we didn't rehearse anything of this. What you saw was very raw, very candid, and it's just a testament to people that know their market, that know their product, are always willing um, to sit down. And if you've learned anything today, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send them through. Share this podcast with anyone that you think will benefit and would love to hear more feedback. And remember to subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating on, um, on Apple Podcast if you haven't already. Thanks, Ramon. Thank you. Thanks for having me.